Okay, we are at the end of July as we record this for our 13th episode for Random Fandom. Lucky number 13, here we come. My name is Brandon Jewell, and to my right, I have... Brandon Green. Hello, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. How are you today? Dude, I've been hanging out with you, so I'm good. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we just watched a movie. We did. We went to the theater. We held hands almost the entire time. Because I was scared, purely. That's all. Absolutely. Don't it want you a, looking into this anymore. It was anymore. a scary movie. Yeah. It was um, scary how good it was. <laughs> so scary it's good. Or and, so good it's scary. And that movie we're talking about is Star Trek... Beyond. Beyond. Just Beyond? Beyond. Okay. And we'll get into that a little later. We yeah. have a lot of S's to get into today, whether it's Star Trek, San Diego Comic-Con, which of course means a whale's vagina Comic-Con. I know. And then Stranger Things, which we have now finished season one. Yeah. So we're going to get into it. Let's do this. But, but before. You know what we got to do first. Oh, I know, but I want you to tell me. It's <laughs> like my wife knows I love her, but she wants me to tell her. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh so we're going to get into our fake sponsors today. It wouldn't be possible without them. We couldn't do it without them. I couldn't do this without you. Oh, You're thanks. a fake sponsor. Oh, no. No. Okay. I'm here. I'm real. Uh, why don't you take the first fake sponsor? Well, give, guys, give them the love they deserve. Oh, absolutely. Because they've shown us so much love to help us do this. And we want to be able to help them do their mission. So check out this multicultural ethnic food event. It's the fifth annual. That's right. Four have come. But this one is the one that we want you to go to. The That's fifth how counting an- works. Ah, the fifth annual Gazpachos and Nachos Food Festival. It's celebrating the most delicious dishes of Spain and Mexico. But it's not just gazpacho. It's not just nacho platters. They also have all different kinds of food. Like, for instance, Juanita, you know her. She'll be there with her chicken mole. You will say ole for her chicken mole. Really? Wow. Yeah. What would uh, you say? I, well, I've had her burritos. Yes. And I always say that burrito is my favorito. Esta mi favorito. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, I sounded way more white when I said that. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> so check out the Gazpachos and Nachos Food Festival, fifth annual happening at a um, park, park near you. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Uh, do you want to thank someone in particular? Yeah. Um, I want to thank the Geriatric Profanity Support Group who remind you that it's not your fault that you can't stop swearing at old people. God, they bring it on themselves. Yeah, especially the ones that you're related to. They so, d- so now there's a support group for those who just, God, want to just really give it to their grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. Because they never understand how the internet works, and you have to come set it up, uh, and then they'll forget the, the remotes. Oh, and they're, oh, yeah, and they're yeah. like, why can't I turn my TV on? And it's always... You tripped over the cord again, Grandma. (laughs) Because that's not the remote. (laughs) So if you want to learn more about the Geriatric Profanity Support Group... Which I do. Just go to (laughs) goddammitgrandma.org. Oh, poor grandmas. (laughs) Anyways, if you're offended, good. These aren't real. But I just can't wait to one of these days when one of these become real because they heard about it in our podcast and they take up the charge and become a real organization. Pretty soon we're going to be like, uh, our next fake sponsor is... Squarespace, like yeah. every other podcast out there. Yeah, Squarespace, uh, Dollar Shave Club, Stamps.com, um, DDP Yoga. You know, it's weird. Um, as you're saying that, I am getting less and less interested in this very podcast. <laughs> so maybe we just won't get to that point. Maybe. And we'll continue with our fake sponsors. Let's just keep it real. Yes. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it's true and real. Oh, I yeah. was thinking too real. That too. Oh, that sounds like my. Hi- that should be my hip hop name, dude. That's our WWF tag team name. Yes. Too real. Too real, Brandon's. Yeah, and our entrance music is our podcast. No, the entrance music is the theme to Two Broke Girls. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. With our podcast overplaying. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, we're it. on the same page here. I like where we're going with this. Now that we've taken care of that, we'll take care of what really matters: geek culture. Let's start with movies. So, we just came back from watching Star Trek Beyond, which we want to talk about, but... But before were... we do that, we want to show some previews, right? Yeah, exactly. We want to talk about trailers, which are the previews to the movie, so let's preview the previews. So, we, when we saw it, there were some pretty shitty trailers. Oh my gosh, and trailers, a trailer's job is to get you excited for the movie, to show you something that makes you want to go see that movie. These trailers did not do that. No, not at all. And no. the funny thing is, they made. They, I literally the, the trailers, was laughing. The how trailers, bad they were. yeah, I know, right? The yeah. trailers that we saw 
almost made me go, now I'm questioning the legitimacy of this very movie that I'm here to watch. If that gets lumped in with that. Yeah. <laughs> Who chooses trailers? Like, do I have filmmakers no idea. choose their trailers? I do have... theaters? I really don't know. That would be a good question to, I to don't, ask someone who knows. I don't know. But I would assume that the... I would assume that they have some say over who is doing the trailers. You want to be pseudo like-minded? Like if you're yes. watching an action film, action trailer. If you're watching a geeky film like Captain America, mm-hmm. show stuff for like the new Rogue One. You know, just yeah. you want to know your audience. But at the same time, I don't know. It did nothing for me, some of the things we saw. So what did we see so, today right before uh, Beyond? Okay, I can't remember s- several of them. But there's one that I remember because uh. I was like, no way. Are they really making another one of these? Yeah, 12 years after a crap sequel that no one even cared about, there's a new Triple X. Yep. And it's the Triple X guy. Return of Xander Cage. Xander Cage. Vin Diesel's like 45. It's not believable anymore. Yeah, but he looks only 38. Oh, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Do you notice how... Xander. Who the hell is named Xander except well, for like... Do you notice how they always put Cage as a last name for people who they want to show are super cool? Like St- strong Luke and buff. Cage or Johnny Cage or, or Nicholas Cage. Cage. the failed Superman. Yeah. But it's not his real name. He he wanted right. to have that Something as his name. Something with a punch, so, yeah. Um, yeah, Cage is horribly overplayed, but it's not like they're just calling him that all of a sudden. I mean, this first triple X... Yeah. Horrible it, uh, franchise started what in like the early two thousands or something. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It did exactly de- what it was set out to do over time though. Sure. But it set out exactly what it was supposed to do, which is just be this ridiculous action movie. Now it almost looks like they're trying to elicit yeah. laughter. Yes. More than like oh which cool. It did. It you know, do you remember the old spin art like where you just have that rotating and you put the paper and you just squeeze paint and just go everywhere and it was spin art. Okay, and it was the stupidest thing ever. Little kids be like, "Look, mom," and it's, it's and you, nothing. Do you think it, they just threw Vin Diesel in a spin machine and just? Yeah, I mean, you, you guys got to see this trailer if you haven't already. Um, it looks the first thing. It's Samuel Jackson talking to somebody. He's like, "Do you feel safer? I feel safer." I'm like, "I feel unsafe with your movie choices lately, Samuel." You notice that he's in everything. He's in everything. It's really. It's not sp- that he takes anything. It's that he takes everything. everything. Yeah, it's unfortunate, uh. but. For when he still has a cool role, it, it makes it reminds yeah. you of why he's an all time great. Still, he's still a fun, yeah, fun but, guy to see. But and then uh, all of a sudden, Vin Diesel comes skiing out of a helicopter through trees, and he's bouncing off like palm trees you've on never, skis. You've never skied in the forest? No, it's so stupid. It's like it looks like X Games meets Saturday morning cartoons. It's like it's literally <laughs> like the director had a like a Make a Wish kid whose dying wish was to direct a Vin Diesel movie or something like that. So it looks like just based on the at- action sequences. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they. I. I think there was a scene where he was literally riding a motorcycle on, on a, a wave. wave. Yeah. <laughs> did I see that right? Because I was like, that sure looked did, like it. I mean, I always knew Vin Diesel was right up there with Jesus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jesus walked on water. Vin Diesel is gonna yes. motorbike on water. <laughs> he's he's basically telling Jesus like, yeah, I am one upping you because I'm Vin Diesel. I'm Xander Christ. I'm Z- <laughs> <laughs> it looks just so stupid. I cannot wait for 2017 to come because I want this movie just to go away. Yeah, just I, I can't wait possible. to see the to 22% that it gets on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, now, that's a very generous estimation based on this trailer. And there's one scene where he's like rollerblading and he somehow wedges himself between two vehicles and he's like skating horizontally. What? And and since when are rollerblades cool again? They're not. <laughs> so this this literally looks like it has the production mindset of a Saved by the Bell episode. Yeah, just do whatever. Kids will love it. Yeah. It yeah. looks so dumb. But for who they're trying to get to watch this movie, that's it, it's probably exactly what they're expecting. And it's they're just trying to hype that dumb it's Vin action Diesel. movie. And the fact that they show him skiing in the forest, motorcycling on how, a how how would you think to make that happen? I but that's a, my how does point that happen? is my point is is that they probably are getting to the point where they're like, We know this is ridiculous. Let's just go as far as we can and and make it almost laughably cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where it's too cool to be at all realistic, but people will be like, it was so ridiculously badass. That's probably what they're trying for, but it's not going to create a good movie. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, and then we saw the Jack Reacher trailer. Uh, it looks like a reach. Okay. It was a reach around. <laughs> I'm not going to be seeing that. Uh, we at first thought, oh, another Mission Impossible. Kind of cool. But then Jack yeah. Reacher is a very vanilla it's a vanilla Mission Impossible. It is. And, and oh, Mission Impossible is already pretty vanilla. Yeah. 
and getting a little stale on the vine, but still good. Uh, the last, the last one was good, and number three was great. Yeah, four in between kind of lost me. Whatever. Well, anyways, that's remember. irrelevant. Wait. We're not talking about that. No, three was not so good. Four was good. No, three had what's his name as the villain. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. That one was good, and the chick dies. You didn't expect her to die. That one was a gr- yeah a great movie. Yeah, three was good. Four, meh. Five was good again. That was, I think, Rogue Nation or something. Yeah, that was good. Anyways, uh, New Jack Reacher, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it's called, like, what, like, Out of Shadows or something? I, I don't know. I, I if, forgot if the subtitle. If you want to see it, go. there's a website you can go to. It's called YouTube. Just type. <laughs> uh, and there's actually a YouTube Red now. So you just type in redtube.com and, oh, you, and you'll find the two, it. Yeah. And you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, check them out for sure. Future sponsor of the show. <clears throat> I know it. <laughs> so let's talk about some other... Uh, trailers that have come out during Comic-Con, like you mentioned earlier in Makes this podcast, uh, because there are some good things out there. So let's just first kick into Justice League. What are your thoughts about the new Justice League trailer? I didn't know they had actually any production done. I mean, let's just I was not forget that how much four months ago, Batman versus Superman just came out. Yep. And I guess this one's already you know in the pipe or soon to be. You I know. think they just went immediately right after Batman v Superman was done filming. They just have you noticed the different tone from this trailer uh, from Batman v Superman? That's like, the biggest noticeable difference. Yeah, like hey, let's be jokey and Aquaman's a drunk or something. I don't completely understand. Yeah, well, you can tell that the Flash character uh, is it's in there be the comic as relief. the comic relief. R- relief. Yeah. Relief. Um, but it looks like Bruce Wayne. Is all of a sudden jokey, man. He's like, if there's a one percent chance, we absolutely yeah. have to treat him as a threat. Ah, blah blah blah. Hey. And now that he, it's like, now he's at, at like, least oh. in the trailer, half of the things he's saying Jovial are witty. just meant to be funny. It's the they're trying to go a hundred percent in the, the opposite, opposite direction, direction based you, on the tone they're trying to set. And I don't think that that's wrong. But it just, just seems out of it. Just seems out of place. Yeah. For what they've already set up, I feel they need to make a little bit more of a gradual step. By going, okay, here's Batman v Superman, and it was really dry and, and really kind of rough, and there was the, the slivers of humor, and people wanted a little bit more, so let's just give them a little bit more. Let's not take this huge jump, because in the middle, they have Suicide Squad, and Suicide Squad is looked at as an action comedy almost right now, at yeah. least in the marketing. And it the it's getting great reception. The marketing for Suicide Squad is off the charts. And so I think they're like, okay, we need to look at what Suicide Squad is doing and take all of that and put it into the new trailer. We need to look at what we did with Batman v Superman, take all of that, throw it in the trash. Yeah. But the problem is, is that there there's no in-between from going from one no, it's zero to, to sixty all of a sudden. It's like let's sh- show some yeah. uh, process a little bit. And I hope that the movie isn't quite that. It isn't a comedy like they're kind of almost laying it out to be. It, I just hope. Yeah, I agree with you that the sentiment you're describing reminds me of Age of Ultron, where I felt yeah. the humor was too forced, too repetitive, and yep. it's almost like um, no, you, there's a very serious threat. Like the world is being threatened. We're like. Oh, Captain owes us fifty cents in the swear jar again. It's like, yeah, how would that come there up? There were there were a few there were a few jokes in Age of Ultron that really did land and they were well placed. But then there were a few that you're like, I can't. I, that just it felt, felt forced. forced. Very forced. Yeah. And if if Justice League is full of jokes that feel forced, then it's just going to seem it's going to be bad in a different way than it just seems like a flag in the wind. No, I'm going to blow this way. Oh, I'm too dark. Okay. I'll blow the other way. You know, stand up, stand on your own, be your own movie. Don't just let critical reception dictate it, but you know, do the fans a service too. I did like that scene where he basically outs the flash by throwing a a battering at him. I'm like, okay, that was clever. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, basically saying like, forgive me if I'm wrong, (laughs) like Chuck's a battering at him. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, can I keep this?" That actually kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I like Cyborg that looks dumb. I'm just gonna say it, it. It looks like he was made out of. It was computer graphics. It, it oh, didn't he's look, completely CGI. It didn't look like it was practical effects. No, it looked far from it. And yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was surprised. I did not expect this trailer. I thought this was coming out maybe like next year, just for the trailer. Justice League comes out in November of 2017. That's so, awfully close to uh, episode eight, by the way. Episode eight's coming oh, out right. a month after that. So I bet Justice League's going to probably hold uh, the top spot until Star Wars comes and just probably and then it'll it out just the door. Get, yeah, yeah, blown away. So good timing. Hey, that makes for an, 
Uh, but now we're just looking at uh, a website. Take it for what it's worth. It's Wikipedia, but I see Zack Snyder's at the helm again. He, oh, he's slated for uh, quite a bit of them. Well, hopefully he learns from his misgivings, shall we say. I think uh, he, I've noticed there's I think he has. N- there's an intentional omission of some characters. Either like we're going to save them for a surprise in the movie, or they'll come in part two or future installments. No mention, no see- scene, scene of not scene, <laughs> but right. we don't see uh, Green Lantern at all, or any any lanterns. Is he supposed to be in the Justice League movie on this one? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, but of course we know he's part of the Justice League. Well, yeah, but I think that what they had planned was that. The creation of the Justice League happens, and then there's a series of other movies. Well, and then it would make sense if they them. branch out, especially into space. Like the threat is clearly here on Earth, from what the trailer is saying. Uh-huh. But you know, Green Lantern's doing his thing out in you know the the galaxy. Yeah. Um. So, I, I honestly, this trailer sets a better tone it than does. Batman vs Superman, but still, it just seems like they're like. No, we're all friends now, and everything's light, and Batman's witty and light. It just seems. Don't like worry, the- everyone. Superman's dead. It's fine. And of course, he'll be coming back at the end. I know he will. Um, anyway, speaking of which, you were mentioning who they omitted from the trailer. They didn't show anything with Superman, but you. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be back at Justice League number one though, or if they'll he'll get his own separate movie, The Return of Superman, or something like that. The Return of Mopey Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm what? just I'm just a god in this yeah. stupid people world. People don't of like men. me here, but I still feel like kind of obligated because some humans took me in. Nobody likes me. Uh, and a tie-in film, I guess you could say, with just the whole Warner Brothers and DC uh, movie franchise that is being bestowed upon us little by little. Wonder Woman. We're getting mm-hmm. an origin story for her. Yeah. And it's set in World War One or something? I, I don't understand. I, I, yeah, something like that. Captain Kirk is in it. Chris Pine. Um, <laughs> yeah. As Captain Kirk. Yeah, it's weird. It's a yeah. weird crossover, but I, I kind of like it. Um, yeah, th- it it seemed like it has potential, but there was nothing that particularly grabbed me about right. this Right, it movie. just looks horribly average. It looks bland. Now, Very bland. I have to say that I think they're doing, and no pun intended, they're doing justice to the Wonder Woman character. I actually like the way she looks. She looks awesome and badass in the fight scenes that they show, at least in the trailer. But there's nothing about the trailer that gets me super excited, where I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. No, it really just looks like, okay. Yeah. It's going to come, it's going to go. There's going to be a Wonder Woman trailer. People are going to see the Wonder Woman movie because it's a Wonder Woman movie, not because the trailer's pulling them in, because that trailer's certainly not doing that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You know what it was? What? It didn't have wah like all the other trailers. And it nowadays, <laughs> you need if that. a trailer doesn't have the wah, then I'm just not interested. Sorry. I, we're like Pavlov's dogs. We're conditioned to react now. To the, to the, the boss. Yeah. Um, Skull Island, by the way. Kong. Yeah. There's a, there's a new huge King Kong, and they're pulling out some big names and obviously big graphics, but... Eh. You know, if Peter Jackson couldn't do it right, it makes me afraid for anybody else to try. I, I don't even know who's at the helm for this one. I think this is, again, with Samuel L. Jackson. I'm not even joking. I think he's in another he one. He is in this one, yeah. Yeah, he was in Tarzan. He was in Triple X. So I, I like the... Okay, if there wasn't already a King Kong movie that looked promising and then ended up kind of just being real bland and not sucky. delivering and um, being way too long if this was the only thing that i've seen king kong since the original i'd be like this looks cool but for some reason the last movie just kind of ruined it for me and now the entire franchise just does not seem interesting and so i like the big names that they're attaching to this film but i don't think it's gonna make me want to these go old see it. old movie monsters they just they belong in the past they really do yeah. you know there's been so many attempts to spruce up old characters and old beloved figures did, i mean did you really care about the last godzilla no no it was like brian yeah. cranston was half the reason yeah and it was like yeah and king kong it's just it's more fun when it was hard to make movies like that and then they did them well for the time, like the 1930s yeah. or 50s. Well, even yeah, even those movies, like the Godzilla movies, as they continued, began, they just had this cult following, be and, and that like cheesiness of the the cult following right. that people ended up loving over time. And there's nothing about King Kong that has that. So even the Godzilla movie was at least playing off of the fact that there's been 
I think, I mean, a dozen different Godzilla movies in the past. And there was just certain amount of people who just loved that. And, but with King Kong, it's just not there. Yeah. And it, it's just, like, for instance, Tarzan, this latest Tarzan right. movie, it had some big people in it. Margot Robbie, for instance, who's going to be Harley Quinn or who is Harley Quinn? Uh, Samuel Jackson. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, Christopher Waltz, who's an He's awesome. great. And that movie didn't draw hardly any interest. And the reviews are just mediocre on that. Very like, yeah, it was fine. It, old characters like that getting the modern day treatment, it just, it doesn't really add up. And it's like, I don't want to see another CGI fest. Yeah. You know? Show I, me, I, show me something a good story, mixed with some good action. Right. Um, not and, and so, you know one of the reasons that Star Wars was so great, practical effects, is because there were practical effects used, and it adds a different type of magic to a movie. And it's like it's nostalgic to some degree. Yeah, exactly. And you no, know, it is. I would assume that that is a difficult, more difficult film to make instead of just like ah, just throw a bunch of graphics at it, giving right. it the George Lucas treatment. Um, yeah. yeah, so Skull Island, Kong Island, yeah, whatever. And what's going to be the point? Like, what's the synopsis? How can you make this story interesting rather than just like, oh my God, King Kong's huge because he's huge in this. But yeah, it's just like... They do something with... Um, John Goodman in that movie says something about the fact that he's kind of setting out to prove that there are still monsters in the world and though we... Sounds like 10 Cloverfield Lane. Kind of, yeah, right. <laughs> though, we, though humans took over the world, it's not ours to take over. And I kind of, I kind of like that. I can, I can pull out a sense of a good idea and a good story. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that plays out in the movie. But who knows? We shall see. And the movie we actually saw a trailer for some months back, and now I've seen it in its entirety was Star Trek Beyond, as we alluded to earlier. Yep. So I don't know. How'd you like this movie? We're just an hour from. <laughs> yeah, we literally it. just got back. Um, so here's my thing about the Star Wars. Or I'm sorry, Star Wars. The here's, Star Wars? <laughs> they always are entertaining to watch, but after I leave the theater, it's not something that I really even remember watching. There's something about Star Trek movies, and granted, I'm not a fan of the Star Trek series. I've never really watched them, so I don't have that nostalgia aspect to it, but there's something that makes it so that I cannot connect with the characters. And the only one that I can connect to is Simon Pegg's character, and it's just because he's a fun character. Yeah. He's the only one that seems to have a real personality in all of these movies. And so they get into all this trouble, and you just... There's no high stakes. You know that almost none of them are going to die in the movie. Um, And so... I don't know. It's just very forgettable to me. Even though I just watched it an hour ago, when I think back there's not that much that sticks in my head about this movie that I was like, oh, that was such a great scene. There weren't a lot of great moments in it. It was, there were a lot of good moments. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I hear you. It, it wasn't very memorable to me either. I think Star Trek, the these new movies, have lost a little luster since the first one came out. Because, yeah, that was J.J. Abrams. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's taken an old... Uh, you know, story and characters and giving it a modern day touch and reboot. Um, and that was a, a big like, oh my gosh, they're making this movie. And it shows because that movie made the most money. Mm-hmm. And that movie is probably still the, the best reviewed of the three. Uh, I didn't actually one, see Into Darkness. It was okay, but it wasn't as highly reviewed at all. Right. It seemed like just a big two hour and 15 minute to do just to reveal that Benedict Cumberbatch was con. Um, Beyond was, it was okay. I mean... Yeah, it was entertaining. It just kind of felt like I was just I could I could have been happy watching that on TV. Yeah, with, uh, edited down. Uh, had a very unmemorable uh, villain to me, which is sad because it's Idris Elba and Idris Who's Elba awesome. is an amazing actor. Oh. Okay, sorry. Uh, so technical difficulties. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we had we have uh, Metacritic up on my computer and. Um, Little did I know it was going to start playing a Star Trek trailer. So if you heard that, our apologies. Meta- Your apologies. That was all you. My bad. <laughs> Metacritic gives it a 68 Metascore, which, I mean, to me, that's that's a average. B minus, C plus. Uh, yeah, I'd say more in the C range as far as their scale goes. Saying it's average, yeah, it, it, it didn't have any impact. Like you said, there's no high stakes. Uh, you knew all the characters were safe. Um, I kind of want them to kill off a big character, build up a character, 
make us fall in love with that character and then kill him off or her off. It's like that's that's you kind of need that. You need something to get the audience to feel but like they're attached they to it. They handcuff themselves as far as that happening because as you see, the ambassador Spock uh, in this movie has already traveled and lived all the lifetime. So he sent, basically sends present day Spock by uh, played by Zachary Quinto, I believe. Or Quinto. Quinto, Quinto, yeah. Quinto. Basically gets sent a picture of themselves in the future. Mm-hmm. So everyone survives as far as the main cast. So they can't do that. Yeah. And uh, there's a few little fun, fun things in this movie, which I kind of like, like paying um, like homage and saying we're aware of actual real life circumstances. Like um, they outed Sulu. They made Sulu gay in this movie. Do you remember when they get to um, port, whatever port they were at, that new like space community, uh-huh. uh, whatever, Yorktown it was called, when they got to Yorktown and Sulu comes off the ship and then he has a dude and a, a kid waiting for him, and they wrap arms, and they're rubbing each other's back. Oh. Yeah, just a quick little thing. But they basically made in I this didn't movie even catch Sulu that. gay kind of in respect to George Takai. Right, who is openly gay. Sulu. Yeah, and... and huh, people, I didn't even catch that. You know what I thought is? I thought it was... Um, I thought it was like his family, like a brother or something. Like, in my head, that's all I... Yeah, and I actually thought that too. But then when you wouldn't rub your brother's back like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm pretty close. I wouldn't. <laughs> Your brother's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, he is. For sure. Uh, he's he, he doesn't like it when I rub his back like that, though. Well, that's because he, you know, the war. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, the war on back rubs. That makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, the, a few little things like that. And, yeah, like you said, Idris Elba, Idris Elba, however you pronounce Idris. his name, um, is a great actor. And I just felt like the character was kind of wasting him. And he was just a very forgettable villain. And what w- and we both talked about this. Uh, what was sad about this movie is the... the uh, Young actor Anton Yelchin, I think, who plays uh, Chekhov, unfortunately has passed away in real life. So it was sad knowing that this was one of the last movies. I know. I heard about that before seeing the movie. And then the first time he comes up on screen, I immediately got that like Uh, a little bit of sadness. And you're like, oh. Which is... Because he is one of my favorites. Yeah, great character. He's just such a simple, innocent and kind character right in this in, in all of the series and it's really unfortunate that anton Ye- I, I don't know if it's yelchin or yelkin I, I don't he know. he really did pass away at age 27 that's, yeah that's really that's early and you know what's strange is uh justin lynn who directed this movie mm-hmm. he's known for his fast and furious fame right. yeah he also directed fast and furious 7 in which paul walker short died shortly <laughs> yeah. after that release yeah. that movie and that was also an experience for a lot of people knowing like oh, this is sad because when you see his character, but knowing Mm -hmm. what happened to the guy who played the character in real life. One thing that they, um, I think it was J.J. Abrams that was quoted in saying, we are not going to replace him with another actor. We can't. He is that character for this new series. And so it looks like what they're going to do in future movies is have to kill his character off somehow. Which, as far as the story goes, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. It's like, it hey, makes sense. Let, let us, we, he's one of our characters that we did fall in love with. And yes, he passed away in real life and do what they did to for Paul Walker and in the movie pay tribute to him as, as a character and as a person at the same time in the movie so that the audience feels what the people close to him in real life also felt. That's a very, what they call meta move, you know, being yeah. aware of yourself and, you know, cross yeah. platforms. So let's move on. Um, we both finished stranger things. So let's make this not only our television discussion, but also our topic of the week. about a show that came out of nowhere and all of a sudden has everybody talking it's crazy this show rules especially if you lived in the 80s or have watched 80s movies and we talked about a little bit in our last podcast but we're only a few episodes in and i gotta tell you this is something i couldn't stop watching i was like "Eh, this seems all right after the first episode or two and talk about it does get better and better it got really good and it really draws you in it does it so this movie, movie, it actually did feel like a movie. It felt like a movie broke into eight parts. Yeah, and very symmetrical, and had a great flow, great characters. And the thing, by the way, we're going to spoil this. By the way, yes, this is a full spoiler cast. 
yeah, we're going to talk a lot about details and uh, where it cliff hangs in a few places. Yeah. So if yeah. you haven't seen it, go to your podcast app and press that little button that either says 15 or 30 seconds fast forward just press that a handful of times and then listen and if you hear us talking about Winona Ryder or Stranger Things <laughs> or a character called Eleven just press it a bunch more until you hear us talk until about something out about of the video woods. games yeah because that will be the next thing and you know what that's what rules about this one of the things that first got me about this show is it said in 1983 in a little town in Indiana I think Hawkins Indiana I was born in 1983 well, then, then you know, video games weren't... I was born in Hawkins, Indiana. <laughs> no, you weren't. That's oh. not a oh. place. All right. Sorry. It was not a time where video games were the thing. So what did kids do? They got to play, got together and played Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. And they it played it over the course of many days. And they had campaigns, just like video games nowadays yeah. have campaigns. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. And, and it was awesome. And they set it up. They told you about what was coming. Now, in retrospect, at the beginning, yeah, the Demogorgon. The, the Demogorgon, yes. And that was so I awesome I love the, the parallels they made to that. It's the and writing's it, on the wall, but you don't see that until you're it, through it. Yeah, and it made it so that, like, right away, for, I mean, the very first scene are these kids playing dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons. So you knew right away, these kids are, like, that the nerdy few that, that are really take it to that step. And then, as all of this um, drama pans out throughout the series... These kids are kind of constantly running towards the danger to help their friends, right? And they're constantly trying to work together to do it. And it makes sense when you take the actual heart of the characters. Are these nerdy, th- four, well, four in the beginning, and then one gets you know, Little Will. taken. Um, but those three characters have always looked out for each other, even just playing Dungeons and Dragons in 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 their basement and they always had to work together in order to beat the game and that really almost inherently drives their will to <laughs> their will to find will yeah um they are I, buyers not sellers when it comes to the will to find will <laughs> and i just i like that that is good storytelling oh it was great when they make you feel like you understand exactly why the characters are doing what they're doing without outright telling you speaking of those kids the core four so mm-hmm. to speak and Eleven being the, the fifth kid that's really featured yeah. in this, is they were great actors. They I can't stand great. kid actors typically. They they are usually what ruins something for me. Yeah. Um, especially when they're the feature focus, which they were. Yeah. Uh, and they were great. And they, they fought, they made up, and then they like initiated a bro code. And Dustin, the kid without his top teeth, kind of kept everyone together when they were mm-hmm. fighting. And he and was, he was the peacemaker. And he was very smart. Like his stuff with the compass. and Yeah. yeah. And they paid so many... Uh, respects to things that were great in that era. Like we talked about in our last last podcast, the posters on the wall. But do you remember when the teacher, he gets a call from uh, Dustin when they're trying to learn yeah, how to make a deprivate. The thing. They're, and he's telling movie yeah. secrets. You he's know, like, that's just heated bubble gum. That was like, great. Yeah, that was so I clever. Was and clever. the thing is one of my favorite movies. And there's also a thing poster. Um, Jonathan Byers, Will's older brother, was a great character. He's kind of like the, he was, the creep- yeah, creepy but lovable. Yeah, you remember American Beauty? Uh-huh. Um, remember the kid who ends up like falling in love with Kevin Spacey's daughter? He's like weird and is he's taking pictures. No, it's not him. Oh. But I'm saying he was that kind of character. You're like, oh, this kid's creepy. But then you come to understand him and the, he's he, from he just, bad situation. He's slightly different. Yeah. But he means well. The boyfriend who, not really the boyfriend, takes her yeah. virginity. But then he redeems himself. And he, you yeah. were supposed to dislike him, but he, he kind of saves the day. Yeah. He ends up being a character that you're like, like all right. All of these I, characters matter. Yes. And, 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 but especially props to the casting to find these kids. The casting was so. You know what, what child actor I didn't really like in this, though? Winona Ryder. She acted like she a acted child. Like a she started child. as a child actor. You know, know that, right? Yeah. And apparently she never got out and of it. And she's clearly the most credentialed actor most recognizable actor in all of this. Oh, and she was the worst part the of the show. Listed. Yeah. yeah. And it's, she, cause it's, it's name power. And it's funny. You mentioned, she's, we both agree that steal the show. No, back <laughs> in 2003, because <laughs> it weren't closed. Her bad acting aside with everything else surrounding that, it made you kind of be like, you know, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It might be kind of annoying to watch her, but the fact that everything else in this movie is so great movie. Eh, show yeah. sorry that it, every, it played out like a movie though. yeah it that's really true did. it did yeah. like a eight hour movie yeah it was great. Um, but the fact that everything else in the show was so good made it so that you don't even care or focus on those little minor things that kind of annoy you like that one character because all of the rest of it was 
told i mean the fact that it's a, a near flawless show makes it so that that one flaw is just completely and forgivable. the story was pretty airtight the one thing yeah that, and here's the thing things that bug me still yet might be accounted for because depending on what you read where you go there's apparently a second season. Netflix hasn't confirmed it, mm-hmm. but the the Duffer brothers, I want to say, the guys who created and directed the majority of the episodes, uh, D-U-F-F-E-R, that's Duffer, right? Sure. And in Germany, they'd pronounce it Duffer. Duffer. But, um, yeah. but they have, they've been interviewed a lot, and uh, I was reading actually on IGN, they alluded to where things are going. So apparently there's a second season, and from what we hope and what I've read, it's a direct sequel of a season two because, okay. of course, it cliffhangs the crap out of certain characters yes. and events. So at the very end, um, you had a feeling it was coming, but you knew it wasn't going to be easy. They end up recovering Will from the upside down, the parallel universe where everything's dark and gross and violent. And What a great way to explain that, by the no, way. No, they did a really good That's job. so good. So Eleven was basically... And then how they explained Eleven's mother who volunteered for yeah. research and then they took her in the third trimester. Yep. And so she's... They don't really explain why she's... 11 though is she the 11th experiment child because she oh i don't know because she wasn't funny i had or maybe she was 11 years old or i don't know um but basically they were in the third trimester she was 11 it's weird and so they named (laughs) so they engineered her to basically they said she was a weapon but really they wanted her to be able to confront what's on the other side of this parallel universe that they found i guess well that that was still not very clear to me no it was she was the gateway to it. She was the only thing that can open up the gateway. Remember, oh, they at the very beginning, she they gets didn't scared. know what was there. Yes, the fact that she could open it up. They were trying to, hence the submersion chamber. They were trying to have her go through and communicate back with what she's seeing. That's and right. when she said that she saw like that monster, they were like, and she got scared and yeah. it opened things up because her psychic energies just disrupted yes. the hell out of that's, the actual that's portal. The whole, that's but then the, the tree story. in the woods is also like a secondary way in. Well, it looks like once, and I don't I totally, of course I don't, you know, they don't really explain it in, in kind of this black and white detail, but it, it, it seems like, when she was going back there, she somehow kind of ripped the fabric between the two worlds. Yeah. And now that monster has the capability to go in and out because right, he hunting. was able to, um, you know, remember in the school when he was smelling the blood, the he blood, was able yeah. to, while in the other world, go to the school and then crawl through the wall and be in our real world. That Demogorgon was creepy looking. Yeah. The ending, like we said, Cliff tanged. Hanged Cliff a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, poor Cliff, man. He just so Eleven's gone, but is she really? It looks like she has somehow moved back to the other world or something. The upside down. The upside down, because Jim Hopper, the the police. Yeah. Oh, Hop. They called him. Hop. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, and he was again. We talked about tropes last time. The typical small town yeah. drunken deputy. Oh, his Lost backstory his was really... Yeah, we'll get into that uh, in a moment, but yeah, but, about him. But anyway, at the very end, he goes and drops off some food. and the egos. Egos. And they did such a great job in the writing showing that that's her favorite food, are egos. So when he goes and drops egos in this little box and just walks away in the middle of the forest, you know it's for her. So you know that she's alive. Somewhere. You, you just don't know if she's in this world or the Or she's now able world. to come in between. Because you notice it was no, like maybe. looked like it was in the forest where Nancy, Mike's older sister, first got sucked into the tree and got yep. pulled out by uh, Jonathan. Yeah. So who knows? I, I, I'm so excited to see where this goes. The other thing they, uh, they definitely left you in suspense about is what is Will now? So he remember he oh, excused yeah. himself to go to the bathroom. He coughs up like a little slug and some black goo, and then that also, goes in the drain. By it the way, it goes in the drain, so it'd and be so in people's knows? water now. Um, yep. And then it goes kind of Silent Hillish, you know. And so many times in the Silent Hill games, all of a sudden it's cutting between this world and the other world. Mm-hmm. And he's in the bathroom looking himself in the mirror, and all of a sudden he sees the upside down clearly. And then it's like, is he going to become the next Demogorgon? Yeah. Because remember when they find him and they pull him out of like the basically very alien like too, when he's plastered to the wall Mm -hmm. and like they're harvesting him. Yeah. Um, And they pull that little breathing apparatus that's clearly down his throat, who's probably impregnated him with something much like a face hugger implants aliens in people and chest burst and all that. So is he going to become the next Demogorgon? Is he going to be something worse? I don't think he's going to become the next Demogorgon, but... Is he going to have powers? Is he going to turn bad? It looks like like one of two things, um, or both. A, 
he's spitting out those little worms, which in my opinion are probably them kind of planting the seeds of the fact that, yeah, there's more of those creatures now, baby creatures living in the sewers and they're going to come out. Right. And it also looks like, yes, he might be the key to getting to the um, upside down world in the next season. Yeah. He is not okay. That's yes. a safe assumption. And it looks, and, and he, you know, it kind of, he flashes back and forth real quick, which even Eleven couldn't do. And if he can gain control of that, then he can have some massive power. Yeah. That was a very cool ending. And of course, the other thing they intentionally left you in the dark about is, is Hop or Hopper working for the government now. Yep. You remember he gets after everyone's reunited in the hospital and it's sweet and it was like very cool. He goes out for a cigarette and they and pull then up. Yeah. And he just gets in the car, no questions asked. So I, my thought is that's a counter government agency. So uh, they've maybe. seen the bad men and Hopper was against them, even though he kind of struck a deal with a member. But then Hop obviously knows that Eleven's somewhere in this world or the other. Right. So, so what, somehow what's he, he doing? knows. Yeah. But... My worry is that what makes this show so good so far, at least, you know, in the first season, yeah, was that they didn't overdo it with what was in the up- Upside Down world. And now in the next season, now that we have all this backstory, I'm really hoping that, you know, if they show more of the Upside Down world and reveal more about it, I hope it doesn't lose some of the mystery and magic. That It was very mysterious, absolutely. Yeah. And how the creature could live in the walls in reality, but be in its own realm yeah. that was pretty cool and so so i'm just uh, i'm a little worried that if they continue with this story that it'll lose some of that magic that we love about the first season but they did such a good job in the first season that we just i just hope they bring back the same writers and obviously the duffer brothers are going to do it again total sleeper it, hit but so then just kind of blew it out of the park i i i really love this show and i was kind of bummed there's only eight episodes but Every minute of every episode counted. It was a perfect eight episodes. And I will just say, for me personally, when they find Will and they're trying to revive him and then it starts flashing back to him losing his own daughter in the hospital, God, that was emotional. Yeah, the music, was I was like almost in tears. Like that was emotional with a capital Motion. E. <laughs> emotion. Uh, anyways, great show. Yeah. Glad it came. If you haven't watched it, well, then you should have turned this off a while ago. But if you, for some stupid reason, listened to this and just had us spoil it all for you, go back and watch it. And then go... And see how that works. they were right. I am going to watch that show again. There's other shows now I'm going to check out because they're new, but I definitely will be going back and watching that. And yeah, it's made a fan of me, and I consider myself a Stranger Things fan, despite Winona Ryder. Yeah. And that was um, a definite perk like when i we look back at 2016 in general i know we just did our mid-year review a few uh episodes ago which you should totally check out by the way uh when we do this year in review that thing is going to be oh yeah thing. I'm that sure show we're is going to be about something again. that is uh still on my tongue uh another show that is returning for its seventh season and because of san diego comic-con we have now seen the season seven trailer is walking dead we of course are walking dead fans and as Walking Dead fans, we're not Are we though? We're not really a fan of how it ended last yeah. season, of course. But season seven's coming. The new trailer's out. Basically, if you haven't seen it, it's Negan doing his eeny meeny miny mo and they show like a little montage of people and why it would matter to you if they're dead. Mm-hmm. Going back to like footage from season one for the characters that applies. And then all of a sudden you just see Negan swing in the back and there's just general screaming. So it's of course they're just saying, Hey, first thing we hope to show you is who he kills, but will they? I don't know. They might draw it out for a couple oh, episodes. I don't I think, which they sh- I think that'll not. be the first thing they show. And rightfully so, and that's kind of what it seems like is the only logical thing. If the thing first to do. episode follows um, Morgan and Carol, then I'm gonna be I'm going to be just so pissed that I don't know if I could watch the second episode. And that's the only new footage they were allowed to show is of all the other minor characters. And that is such a flaw. Because you know they're okay. Yeah, but that's such a flaw of the way they ended season six is like they can't actually show you what happens to any of the major characters because if they showed Michonne in new footage, you're like, oh, cool, it's not Michonne. Or if they show everyone but Daryl, you're like, oh, Daryl died. So they really kind of handcuffed themselves for building the excitement because they do that first opening montage well with... Negan doing the bat point in the eeny miny mo blah 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 and then all they show you is a bunch of minor characters or who are up to this point minor characters and what they're doing like when's the last time you cared about what Tara's doing as far as warranting 
footage in a two minute trailer. Yeah, it's not you warranted. Want, yeah, they, they, the only thing that's you could really, tell that they were tr- they were hard pressed to find good footage, right? Without to put spoiling a long, anything, and they kind of screwed together. themselves like that. And that's I don't think that's me reaching or you reaching. I think that's just very obvious. Yeah. Now the one thing they did show and they alluded to him is this new faction that it looks like Morgan and uh, Carol are going to be aligning themselves with. The ones in the, the armor? guys with the armor. Yeah. I think that I, they're called the Kingdom, and they actually mentioned that. And King Ezekiel, who's a pretty big player in the comics, with the freaking tiger, which is pretty sweet. I, yeah. Is that tiger real or CGI? I couldn't tell. It's probably CGI, but I he, mean... It looks well done. It, it yeah. looks like the Metro... Uh, it looks like the... What is it, Metro Golden Myers... Uh, movie studio and the line at the beginning. He's like, yeah, yeah. Welcome to my movie." You know what it reminds me of is in Watchmen. How? Oh, yeah. the, the villain and I I, exactly I'm drawing a blank of his on his name, but he had that weird um, Thundercat with him or whatever. <laughs> he did have a Thundercat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Other than that, it's hard to know anything because yeah, that's I'm, the hurdle you need to clear first, and they can't show you anything more than just the past. So like the first minute of the trailer is the past. Yeah. When the trailer's supposed to be saying, here's what's coming. So anyways, all we know is that uh, season seven picks up, I believe mid October. Uh, Also uh, in other TV news, HBO has indeed confirmed amongst the speculation that season eight will indeed be the last season of game of Thrones. We now know that season seven coming next year is only seven episodes long. So Mm -hmm. it would be no surprise to see uh, season eight also short-ended like we talked about like apparently the rumors there's about 15 hours worth of footage left to be filmed between the two seasons that would suggest maybe season seven is seven episodes like we know maybe season eight's eight episodes numerically meshes yeah i i don't mind that as long as it's a good story and as long as daenerys shows her boobs at least once more (laughs) well said (laughs) uh but yeah i i appreciate when a show says we're not going to keep dragging this on we're going to end intentionally dragon yeah we're not going to (laughs) keep drawing this out um, we're not going to keep dragon this on yes exactly uh so they know exactly what they want to do how they want to end it and it's just we're along for the ride and that's a good ride to be on that, that's what i love about tv shows that have a plan set out a la breaking that, bad which i think was the yes, best example of which exactly yeah. and and we've talked about that yeah, before. yeah no secret and it's just like you know th- when they have a plan kind of they're like okay we've started it and now we have, and multiple seasons ahead, they're like, we have a finish point. We know where we're going to end it. You know that they're doing it for a reason and that they're like, yeah, we're at the height of our popularity, but why draw a story out and make it worse? Let's end w- with a bang. Let's end with good writing and good storytelling. And if that means that we cut it off at eight seasons and there's no more money to be made after that, so be it. We've made the best we could make in all eight seasons. Yeah, you're you're staying true that. to the artistry, not the money. Yes, I and that's I think, and I might have mentioned this before. I think one of the shows that I really like, it's like a top ten favorite of mine. Dexter unfortunately suffered from that. They could right. have ended it like two seasons prior, or cut out two of the seasons to get to the ending, and it just felt like they were and just doing the it. ending. That would have been nice. Well, of course, yeah, but that goes without saying. But I just felt like there were some points where I was just like. Especially yeah. watching why it from I, start to finish. Why am I continuing? Yeah, like, wh- what I'm are they doing? I'm not entertained anymore. Like, how many times can he be a serial killer who kills serial killers? And it's just like, yeah. yeah. So I think there's applause to be had for them announcing ahead of time, especially so it's no one's going, oh, I wish there was more. No, you know ahead of time. And this is us getting our warning. Like, hey, you got two seasons left. Enjoy the shit out of it because after that... It's a wrap. That's it. And then now there's... I don't even... I'm not even going to entertain it, but apparently spinoff in the works i don't know i don't want to i don't want a spinoff game of thrones is not something you spin off well i'm sorry like the adventures of Tyrion. how do you spin off from game of thrones when it's all about different spinoffs like literally one yeah it's it's spinoffs happening and then every once in a while these spinoffs you know in this case these houses in a sense um will we'll mesh together in one way or the other. Yeah, they'll, they'll resurface three seasons later, So what are you going to do in a spinoff show? Just be like, and now we're just going to focus on the House of Tyrell. It's like, no, or we, like that's a not prequel, what Game like, of Thrones is. How did this is. person come to be? No, oh, no, don't no, do that. That would be bad. So spinoffs, I don't even want to entertain it. So Ned there Stark it is. is dead. Leave him dead. <laughs> don't bring him back in some prequel. Um, Season one alert. So <laughs> let's move on from that. We've had a good talk about TV, but you know what I really love? I love video games. So our video game discussion shall be slightly shorter than normal because 
there's only one topic that I want to talk about. That, that is being? the Nintendo NX rumors. Yes. That have recently come out. A lot of potential, um, I guess, features? Yeah. Or hardware designs about this? And some that are a little disappointing, but here's what I want right. to do. I narrowed it down. There's a lot of rumored features. These these rumors are coming from credible sources who have been right about these things in the past. Um, so there's some legitimacy to them. So let's just go down the list, and I kind of want to talk about each one. The first thing, and this is pretty big, the console itself is actually a handheld that will plug into a docking station mm. to be hooked up to your television. Could be cool. Now, I think this is kind of a neat idea. Now, it, it's similar to what they were trying to do with the Wii, the Wii U. Yeah. So what they've done is they said, we're not going to make a handheld device. We're not going to make another Nintendo DS or whatever. We're going to have one console. So you can play any game you buy for Nintendo is going to play on your handheld and will continue on to your TV just by plugging it into your docking station. That is I ambitious. like that idea. Yeah. I, I do like that idea. But So you never have an excuse to not be playing, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. As far as their hardware is concerned. But here's what sounds like a, a downside to this is that, uh, generally speaking, handhelds do not have the power of a console, right? And that kind of looks like that's what we're seeing here because the specs are 900p at 60 frames per second. Which, if you're not sure what that means numerically, is less than standard by it today's... Is. Less than yeah. it, TVs are generally set up for 1080p right. now, nowadays. And all the the Xbox and the PlayStation are all 1080p right now and are kind of future-proofing it and going to the 400k resolution, which is, I'm sorry, 4,000. Wait. 4K. Just say 4K. Four, four, okay. 4K. Um, 4K. 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 <laughs> That's a fake spot. Why 4K? Well, uh, Let me go. tell you. Um, yeah, they're, they're all going to 4k. So you're even higher on resolution. So it's interesting to me that Nintendo is stepping down. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what? I think that kind of speaks to how Nintendo has been engineering their consoles the last, how many iterations, because I cannot remember a time since Nintendo 64 being 64 uh -huh. bit that they actually were marketing and promoting the fact that we have awesome graphics. Yeah, that's very because true. Because they launched the Wii, and Wii was hugely successful, knowing that it had way... And knowing that it was standard definition. Yeah. The in a high-definition age. Yeah, exactly. But they, they want to focus on things other than that, like the ingenuity of the gameplay and the way you play and the social aspect and of it And it worked out well. really well for them. Right. But then Wii U came along and basically just polished, put a new coat of paint on the same body. Well, yeah. Even There's that. There's also the issue with the fact that no third i mean not i don't want to say no but very, very little few. third party involvement yeah. yeah involvement in the games so yeah. you pretty much had splatoon so, and and mario maker and but that's not enough to buy no that a doesn't console. warrant we it. didn't even get the zelda we were promised nope which will we are again with this one <laughs> yeah it will come out on on NX. so apparently this console is coming out in 2017 we do know that but some of the other things that are up for debate as to what it may or may not include uh detachable controllers yeah and I'm not sure what that would... Yeah, how does like that work? If, uh, uh, it seems like if you're going to have a detachable controller off of your handheld, that the controllers are not going to be a standard feel of a controller. Certainly. Um, which, maybe they're like the Wii, and the, nun the Wii remote and the nunchuck. The nunchuck, Something yeah. like that. Maybe that's what they're going with. But for the, for the normal hardcore gamers that really want a single controller in their hands, I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. So... And then uh, here's actually some really cool news. It looks like, based off of a patent that they filed in 2015, that they might be going back to cartridges. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that either. Now, it's with, hard to scratch a cartridge. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. So, so cartridges are basically just flash memory. It's 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 like a USB stick, but with a more proprietary way of reading it. Right. That's 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 all a cartridge is so with a cartridge with flash memory you have the capability nowadays to put a whole bunch of space on a on a flash memory for fairly cheap you have the capability to have a, pretty much a scratch-free device um and you're not really limited by physical size like you are Good on point. the blu-ray discs that everything else is getting put on so there's a lot of benefits to that and i'm 
not quite sure what that would look like on a handheld. I'm assuming it's a pretty darn small cartridge. That's probably oh, yeah, USB imagine. stick size. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually good. Less loading time. That's a huge thing. Big time, for sure. And then the last little nugget that uh, we came across, it might be uh, compatible, I guess, with Android. Well, or- the operating system looks like will be, well, the rumor is that it will be an Android operating system, similar to Which your is phone. very basic and something yeah. I've come to right. enjoy in this modern era. So I mean, tablets and phones have that. And that way, finally... Nintendo will make it easier for third-party developers. You would hope so. To develop on a platform that they're familiar with. Yeah. So lesser graphics, I think I'd be willing to make that trade for innovative gameplay. Again, what's this going to launch with, though? We know it's, um, I forget the title of the new Zelda game. the Breath of the the Wild. Yeah. Your face. Your wild face. Um, But other than that, what's it got? Well, Um, yeah. You know, the the next Mario Party, the next Mario Kart, and been there done that the thing i was reading was talking about a new smash brothers at release date and stuff like sure. that that, that so, does have its so there's its place. there's a lot of first party uh software that if they throw it out there at the same time it could really let this whole system fly off shelves no more noticeable than zelda yeah but zelda can't carry this alone no. so they have to have to have to have third party support so if there's a game that we're all looking forward to in 2017 that is coming out on PlayStation and Xbox at the same time, will it also be coming out on Nintendo NX at the same time? Because with the Wii U, it wasn't. The Wii U was like, yeah, you can play Assassin's Creed a year after it's been released. Yeah, you can play the Batman games a year after it's been released. It's like, no, you need to be there the day of oh timing is everything because you need to make sure that people feel like if they have your console that they have every capability that they have on the other consoles plus your cool features of being a handheld and all that that's the only way they're going to survive i agree so hopefully that hopefully that happens all right so that's all we've got for mtg movies television and games i was like i don't know what that means and it's time to kind of down throttle here, but no less entertainment value Pumping coming. Pumping the brakes. Why did you sound like Polly Shore? Is that something you used to say? <laughs> Making coffee. You're squeezing the juice, but oh, you're doing the Rob Schneider thing from Saturday Night Live. Uh, well, I that wasn't until just now when I. But just... then there was like squeezing the juice, buddy. Polly Shore. Oh, Let's uh, actually invite Polly Shore to do our next cast, hey, buddy. So we're gonna wrap up Leading episode Tower thirteen. Of oh God. Do you know what that's from? Uh, Encino Man. Goofy movie. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And then not to forget the sequel. And ex- what was the sequel? Uh, goofy Movie 2. Two. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Starring. Actually, the Goofy Movie was a really good movie. Yeah. Just when Goofy has a son, though, it lost me. Really? It, Max. Max. Maximilian. I remember mm, that. Yeah. Ah, see, I love that movie. Who did Goofy do it with to produce? <laughs> no, the question is who would do it with Goofy? That's. And, do you think when he's doing it, he's just like, oh, doing it with Goofy, episode 14, spoiler. Wow. wow, this this podcast went downhill fast and we started talking about what so let's Goofy re- sounds like <laughs> during, during coitus. Coitus? Who the hell calls it coitus? I just did. Oh, coitus? That sounds like something Jerry Lewis would say. Sounds like something Goofy would say. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a good pun out there between Goofy and intercourse. Uh, God, okay. Of course there is. Anyways, it's time for Shadow of the Synopsis. I'm going right. to read Brandon. Well, I'm going to pantomime with my words, Brandon, a synopsis. Yeah, I notice you're not looking at your phone. You're not going to read this. You're just going to... I'm going to try. Tell me a story. I'm going to tell you a story, and then you're going to identify it for me. Just like we do every week, we hope to get it right. But not every week do we get it right. But we've been on a winning track lately. Let's see if we can keep it going. So, Brandon, yep. I want, I want to ask you, what do you know about... A, a bike courier named Cole. Now, Cole was asked to deliver oh, a Mr. God damn it. Really? It's infamous. It was that easy? I really like the infamous games. Okay, how about this? Let me give you another synopsis. Some asshole just totally spoils a cool segment when he's recording a podcast with his friend. Sorry. Name that jerk. Can we do another one? I don't have another one on deck. Um, okay, I'm we just... Can, let's... Okay, well, do you want to just do one off the top of your head, or do you want... I we, do. Okay. Okay, and so this is this is an improvised one. Um, in this sequel to Infamous... Um, 
<laughs> As a second born male has to that'd be infamous second son okay uh which i didn't play so if you said the story to that well i don't know the story that. i didn't <laughs> play that one either um okay let me let me think son just give me like sorry to sorry to ruin that no right it's okay away. it's okay it's okay we're we're good okay uh, a guy okay I'm, I'm with you so far okay a guy named star wars yeah a guy named star wars <laughs> Um, okay. I'm kind of going off the top of my head here. So set in the early nineties, this saved by the bell, whatever it is, is about the adventures of a kind hearted, but often misguided cat. He's most oftentimes put in situations in which his life is in danger. He has a human family that he cannot communicate with. And one of his neighbors is one of his worst enemies, and if I'm not mistaken, his motto that he says constantly is, it never hurts to help. Okay. Is that it? Said in the early to mid-90s. So when you first started talking, my first thought was Eek the Cat, but I don't remember him having a family. I could be wrong. Um, but then the only other thing I think about is like Felix the Cat, but I don't even remember anything from that. For lack of anything better, I'm gonna say eek the cat. Okay, but you're I'm right. Not. I am. Good job, oh, dude. Okay, yeah, dude, cool. you eked it. You eked one out. Okay, actually, I, it sounds like a description I, of a fart. I just didn't like. I couldn't remember any of the. I was gonna say this purple cat, but then I'm like, ah, oh, that would that would have been very. I remember obvious. his next door neighbor was Shark Dog. Or? See, no, I don't remember oh, really? almost any of that. I remember eek the or cat, Sharky. and I remember him being a very very nice. A little neurotic, like we, yeah, like a, a, a but but a very good-hearted cat. Yeah, eek the cat. Yeah. Cool show. Do you remember what network it was on originally? As part of their Saturday morning lineup. Was it Fox? Oh yeah, it was up. In I the, mean, Fox is the only one that had like that really, awesome yeah. Saturday morning. And like cartoon Bobby's lineup. World, Howie Mandel representing, yeah, and uh, a few that other shows awesome. that came and went. But yeah, eek was kind of a staple there for a few years. Well, that was uh, wasn't that when X Men and Spider Man? Yeah, were yeah. I remember all that. And then here's a few others. Uh, there's like Dino the Rock and Dinosaur. <laughs> was um, there was, uh, what was the planet? Uh, the, the Captain alien. Planet. No, well, Captain Planet. But uh, I don't think that was on Fox. Widget so. the World Watcher. Yeah. Woo woo. Good call. I mean, he didn't say woo woo. I was just happy I remember it's the implied. name of it. Bub Rub featured on one of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, um, good job. Because man. it happened in the morning. It was like your alarm clock to get up to watch. Yeah, that's enough references okay. of that video. <laughs> Let's move on to right. our near end <laughs> i love how we have so many near ends every episode oh we're like um a game of thrones character a lot of near ends yeah yeah and it, it, we're like a game and of rear th- ends. Th- damn it you just took you my... son of a you uh, took my first shadow of the synopsis because you have sorry it's not my fault you have erections when you're playing games <laughs> so let's get into the awesome quote in geek history this is one that I wanted to do because I love, love the Bioshock game, the original Bioshock game. One of my favorites of all times. You played it. Yeah. You like it? It's still holds up. Because you're a human being. Yeah. Um, this is a quote at a very crucial time in that game. Oh, one of the most famous was like one of the biggest takeaways yes. after you've played the game. And it's towards not the end. It's not going to spoil anything, at least the piece that I'm playing. But for those who played through the first Bioshock game, you're going to hear this and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was such a great part. Oh, let the nostalgic waves crash on you. Was there really a family? Did that airplane crash or was it hijacked? Forced down. Forced down by something less than a man, something bred to sleepwalk through life until they are activated by a simple phrase spoken by their kindly master. Was a man sent to kill or a slave? A man chooses. A slave obeys. I think what made this scene so great is the fact that everything's about to go to shit, right, in Rapture. The music's kind of creepy. It's very darkly lit. He's like a evil Walt Disney. Actually, a lot of people think Walt Disney was evil, but he's a <laughs> Walt Disney looking kind of dude, like mm-hmm. in this suit when just like the total 1930s vibe yep. going on. But the fact that you're just 
witnessing this in a silent protagonist. Like if it had been shown third party and it like and he was talking back to him, it wouldn't have had the same yeah. impact for he's, me. He's doing this thing and he's monologuing, he's monologuing and looking right at you yeah. when he's doing it and walking around. With that golf and all club you're in doing is just following him around. Yeah. yeah. Because you're in this case not really sure what you are, a man or a slave. What would you rather be, a man or a slave? I think that's pretty obvious. A man slave. Yes, yeah, obviously. Obviously. No, I was gonna say a slave to a man. Oh, cool. Mr. Yeah. Slave. Yeah, ex- that's exactly what I want to be when I grow up. Good pull on that one. Uh, total nostalgic feelings just from what this like this game's almost ten years old now. I think it's two thousand seven is when it originally came out. Well, they're coming out with some the remastered, remastered versions. versions of it. Yeah, it'd be nice to get the old Xbox One PS4 treatment. So um would you kindly wrap it up for us? That's our podcast for this week. If you want to get in touch with us, remember, a man chooses, a slave obeys, and obey us by going to our website, randomfandomcast.com. You can check out all our old episodes, link to all our socials, like our Twitter account, at randomfandomwbb. And we appreciate you guys not only listening, but checking out our po- pa- past episode. Pa- <laughs> we appreciate your pasta. We appreciate you checking out our past podcasts, because that's cool, too. And make sure that if you have any questions, you're going to email us. How? Randomfandomcast at gmail.com. And until next time, thanks for checking us out and being a fan of our fandom. My name is Sergio, and this is Morales, Enrique Morales. (laughs) And you're listening to the Habla Espanol Hour here on randomfandomcast.com network. All right, all right, all right. Gather around, kids, gather around. I'm going to tell you a story about something a bit hard to believe. But it's all true. It's all true. (laughs) You think you've seen strange things in your life? Well, I've seen stranger things that I know is true. I wrote a song about what I've seen with my own good eye. Now sit the fuck down, kids, because I'm going to sing you this song. Hawkins, Indiana. 1983 Boys try to find their missing friend And the creepy bald girl is the key She's got some pretty cool powers Yeah, she'll fuck you up If you mess with her new friend But if you find an egg or waffle And you give it to her You can probably make amends and the Demigorgon comes, yeah, he crawls through the walls And he steals some people and he covers them with semen And the brother takes pictures of underage people having sex And the mom goes kinda schizo and starts talking to Christmas lights You may think this is strange You may think this is strange, but there are stranger things Yeah, there are stranger 